If you think that's a good idea, then you should test that idea. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter, let's talk about confirmation bias. I've got it. You've got it. Everybody's got it. It's just a matter of to what degree, right? So mm-hmm. what are some ways that we can be aware of our confirmation bias? And is it a good thing to have a strong confirmation bias? Well, no. <laughs> for, trading, <laughs> for trading, I would argue no. I would argue no, not a good thing. One of my favorite studies is this one where they did with little kids where they, it was in England. And so they had like this box of like uh, lollies, like candies. And um, they, they do this for like a three-year-old, right? Like three to five-year-old. And they put and they put pencils in the box, but the box looks like it has candies in it. And so they bring the box out and they say to the kid, what do you think is in here? And the kids say candies. They say lollies. These are, it's a bunch of lollies in there. And, and then they go, okay, uh, open up the box and there's colored pencils in there. Mm. And they say, um, what, what, what's in there? Oh, it's a bunch of pencils. Well, what did you think was in the box before you opened it? Pencils. <laughs> 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 and so this is confirmation bias, right? Confirmation bias is a big, big deal in backtesting because you can, uh, you, can, you can go past a trade signal and then go back. Oh, I would have taken that, right? Mm-hmm. No, you can't take it. And then, um, but, but more importantly, the best thing you can do like in your live trading is to have a journal and, and more data, the better. So what you want to do, this is my uh, solution for this, is you have a journal and you write down in the journal when you take the trade, what is the likelihood of this trade working out? Because you want to know, you basically we want a snapshot of that time when you took the trade of what was the likelihood that, you, you know, what did you think? Because later on when the trade's over, you're not going to have, you, you no longer have that ability to be honest with yourself. It's gone, right? That, that only, it only exists at the moment you take the trade. So you write down when you take the trade in the journal, I think this is a five out of five, or I think this is a two out of five, but it fits my rules. So I'm going to take it. So that's what you do. And, and then you can go back and you can see, are my five out of five, trades but you know right where i rate my entry five out of five are they you know do they make the most money or not you know or mm-hmm. what's the deal how, how good am i at figuring this out because you know after the exit's all done and dusted and the trade is out and you're flat you can't really go back you can't there's no ability to see whether or not you thought the right thing the only time that you know whether or not you know what you were thinking about the trade is in the beginning and that's when you should capture it. So that's what I would say about confirmation bias is that you can, you can counteract that with a, with a journal. I mean, you can also take videos of your trades where you, you talk about why you're taking the trade, what you think about it and that. But I just think it's nice to have a, a number rating, even mm-hmm. if it's a one to 10 scale or one to five scale, something like that, so that you can go back. And because the problem is when we first start trading, you know, we think that we know what a perfect trade is and we want to put more risk on those and all that. Well, do you really? That's the answer. That's an answerable question. Do you really know that? Or is that just confirmation bias kicking in? Like all the systems that I tested uh, before, or most of the systems I tested before I had Forex Tester, I had confirmation bias because all I was doing is scrolling back on the charts going, oh, look, this works really well. Like, you know, and I, and I was just highlighting the perfect trades and 
skipping over the losers, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. until you actually scroll back in the charts and one by one move the candles and start taking, I used to write them down in a notepad, like take the trades that way before I had Forks Tester. And, and I would go, why isn't this working? <laughs> you know, it was confirmation bias, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. I, I think uh, if you zoom out a little bit from trading, I think it's a really important skill to be able to hold the conflicting ideas in your mind at the same time, right? And that really helps with confirmation bias and not thinking that you know it all. And maybe like, there may be a case where part of this idea is correct, but mostly, you know, the other idea is mostly correct, but part of this other idea is correct and you could benefit from that. So I think that's a really important thing to consider also, not to get too entrenched in a certain idea or dogma or ideology. Yeah, you know what? You remind me of something. I want to, I just want to point this out to people. If you're, if you're listening to this, you're probably a podcast fanatic. And what you just said, they talked about in um, one of my podcasts I listened to. It's called Dark Horse Podcast. They have it on Odyssey, like the, the actual video and stuff, but you can find it on, you know, wherever they have podcasts. It's called Dark Horse Podcast. What they talk about in there. So there's two evolutionary biologists and they're, they're married, right? And they talk mm-hmm. about lots of things in life. Uh, but what they were talking about the other day was exactly what you said, Hugh. And I was just listening to it yesterday. So it reminded me of what, what you said. What he was saying was, Brett is his name, Brett, uh, Brett Weinstein. He was saying that one thing that he likes to do is he likes to go, what would have to be true for uh, my belief to be false? Mm. right Mm -hmm. so that's how we approach this thing it's kind of like a like an anti-evidence sort of thing so so like let's say for example let's say that you're using volume for your trading uh, to make this more concrete right so let's say using volume as an indicator right in your trading system and so you see there's heavy volume right and the market is printing a reversal right like a kangaroo tail or some sort of reversal candle so you go okay there's heavy volume and the market was unable to penetrate the support level or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go long here. Well, what would have to be true for my belief to be wrong? Well, my belief was that heavy volume on a reversal candle equals you know, strong belief in that candle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what if, for example, we were just moving into a period of heavy volume and that, that like the heavy volume that we had on yesterday's kangaroo tail daily candle is now going to be exceeded by today's heavy volume, right? <laughs> so that would be, you know what I mean? Like then it would send it even lower, for example, right? Yeah. So, you know, that could be a, like I could, I could look at that and say, okay, what does the volume look like so far today? Does it look like we might eclipse yesterday's volume? If it's really heavy volume today, then maybe that's not going to work or whatever. The idea here is that you're searching for evidence that would discount your base belief. He explains it really well on the podcast and I'll put, we can put in the show notes, the episode of it. Um, I think it's, it's episode one, one, one. So if you like podcasts and you like biology or whatever, (laughs) um, dark, dark horse podcast is really, they're really interesting. And it was episode one eleven where they talk about where he talks about that kind of in the middle there. But I just thought it was, it was a a really good thing for for us traders to remember because of confirmation bias, right? Because we're Mm. so, it's such a big deal in our in our in our world is having the wrong ideas and just seeing everything everything that that you just only seek out evidence that fits your ideas and your your hypotheses and then and then you're stuck you never get out of that and so thinking what would have to be true for my base hypothesis to be false is a good way to seek out counter 
evidence. And that's, you know, when I take a trade, I always think, what is the other party? So what is the person that's doing the opposite? If I'm buying right here, the people who are selling, what are they thinking? Like, why would they sell here? You know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do that too. As a, I think you should know that. I think every time you take a trade, you should say, well, the guys on the other side of this trade, what they're doing is this and their thinking is this, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe they're looking at a higher time frame, for example, and you're looking at a lower time frame or, or whatever, or, or they're the kind of trader that's looking at stochastics. And you think in this instance, the stochastics wouldn't necessarily apply. It would be a, a, you know, a, a case where stochastics would break down. Mm-hmm. For example, in a strong trending market, that's when stochastics break down, right? When the market's trending, you're going to see oversold, overbought all the way, but it's never really, but if it's going one direction, it don't matter, <laughs> right? Yeah. It really, it really don't matter what that stochastic says. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I think in trading also, like there's a, well, I guess in a lot of education arenas, but like in trading, especially there's a strong, like guru bias, right? Like follow the guru and he's the one who knows everything. And there's not a whole lot of, sometimes there's a, not a lot of thinking for yourself and saying, oh yeah, I, I trusting yourself in the, to know that I can figure this out and maybe that guy could be wrong. So I think that's something yeah, to consider also. Absolutely. You're right. And that's what people ask me. They say, uh, have you ever heard of so-and-so? And usually my, you know, some trading guy or whatever. And I'm like, no. And then they say, well, so-and-so says X, what do you think about that? And mm-hmm. I'm like, it doesn't matter what I think. Like, honestly, it matters what you think. <laughs> Yeah. If you if you think that's a good idea, then you should test that idea. You know, I'm not here to be the arbiter of truth. You know, I'm not the uh, whatever it's called, uh, St. Michael at the gates of heaven, allowing people <laughs> in and out. You know, I'm not yeah. doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I am just here to tell you, you need to find out what you believe and then base everything on that. And so like it's it, it, it happens all the time. It happened last week. People will come up to me and say, hey, have you heard of this trader? He trades this way. And I'm like, no, never heard of him. And like he trades this way. I go, OK, yeah, it makes sense. And they say, OK, uh, well, should I do it? Well, I don't know. What do you think about it? You know, it's all about you. Uh, yeah. People like it's such you're right. And I think part of that, like it's weird. Certain things like certain industries are like that where it's kind of like art, you know, and they say, well, so-and-so is like a, he's a impressionist or, you know, like they, they kind of categorize you in that way. And I think some of it is because you, you don't really learn trade. Like you can't go to university and learn trading, right? Yeah. You don't really like, there's no real like trading degree or whatever. You have to kind of learn under someone or under the guidance of someone, or maybe you try on your own by reading books or whatever, or mm-hmm. websites, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of things, I guess, are like that, you know, and in Australia, if you're going to be a plumber, you pretty much have to work under a plumber. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't just go out and get a plumbing certificate or whatever, and then just start like, it's pretty much everyone kind of has to learn under someone, which is, there's a lot of good things about that, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose. But yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a culture in trading of like, you know, so-and-so is in the, you know, the swing trader camp, or mm-hmm. he's in the, you know, the price action camp or the, you know, and they, they do, they put these people in different areas of, uh, uh, based on, uh, basically what other people say about them. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of it's also baked into the cake, right? Like with the education system, it's always about the, the teacher knows best. So I always follow the teacher. I don't think about anything else. And, yeah. 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 I mean, like we used to have, like in the U S they used to teach, um, economics and home economics, they don't do that anymore. You only get that if you go to college and you say, I want to be an economist, <laughs> right? Like that's, and then they teach you some weird stuff. It's not even, 
you know, I would argue not even really applicable. So like, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like in a lot of ways, you'd almost be better off learning principles. Like you say, like learning principles of how to determine how to make a decision rather than learning the book knowledge that you come out with. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said there, but yeah, I I think you're right. I think you're absolutely on the right. Like if you, if you get to the point as a trader, will you start thinking, you know what? I don't know if I, any, I don't know if I believe any of this. Like if you get to that point, that's a pretty good spot to be because what that means is you're going to tear it down and rebuild it based on what your driving principles are, what your core beliefs about the market. If you believe the only way to make money in the market is to follow the trend, then you're going to build something based on that. And that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing that you do that and that you, it, that you follow that. So I I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest benefits of trading, right? You get to know yourself, you get to um, trust yourself and there's a way to keep score. So I think that's, yeah, that's great. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks Walter. See ya. See ya. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.